So you're telling me you could take a hundred Smurfs in a fight? Yeah. On your own then tonight, Hamish? Aye. Elspeth has gone to Inverness for a hen night. All that way just to pick up a chicken? Uh, she doesn't make the best soup in the Highlands for nothing. Hamish doesn't know his wife uses a Noor stock cube to make a delicious meaty base for cockaleeky soup. Fucking Jesus, that is strong. Oh, it's so fucking salty. It's ridiculously salty. I honestly think I'm going to be sick. Oh, this is a hard chew. I'm going to be sick. That's the saltiest thing that I may have ever eaten. That's not what I hear. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or indeed watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live, the one year anniversary birthday special celebration. Bonanza. Party. Bonanza, that's a great word. I wish I'd had that one instead. Yeah, Bonanza. With Mags and Sai. I am Sai. And with me, as always, is the Generation Me to my Chain Wrestling anniversary. Hey, that's too, you're having that one, Mags. That's a good one. That was good. No, no, oh, just silence. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the young buck to my fat fur stomach, a podcaster who one year ago agreed to do a quick podcast, just 25 minutes ish a week, looking at one match at a time to fit in with his really busy schedule. And now that that's grown to dominate his Monday nights and has him dressed the way he is this evening. The podfather himself, Lord Mags, how are we doing, my friend? I'm doing adequately. <laughs> no other, no other podcast would have me dress uh, in this fashion, aside maybe from MGB, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm so glad to be. Here. Who would have thought we would have made it to a year? Um, when you when you picked yep. the idea um, and you said it was going to be a, a, a quick show, and it, it was in the in the beginning. But it, this mm. this podcast took on uh, a life of its own very very quickly. Uh, with with you guys, uh, not only in the chat, but again involved on 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 Twitter, and then when we jumped to, to doing the live shows, you've 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 pushed it into ways that we never expected it to go. I certainly didn't yeah. think I would be wearing uh, a birthday girl headband uh, and a birthday girl badge on a podcast, but them's the breaks. I do it for your entertainment, and so you may ridicule me. <laughs> and and that we shall do and that we shall do <laughs> yeah the fact that we've done a year of this is great you think considering we started looking at a straight jacket steel cage match between two guys at the very death of wcw mm-hmm. we've ventured through various different promotions japan tna today wcw wwe um all over the place uh some great matches we've watched magazine and some absolute awful shite as well very much so. Very, very much so. And I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Um, it, it's good watching the amazing matches. You get to remember um, some of the, the, the best moments in wrestling. 
but sometimes you need those ridiculous, terrible matches just to kind of like refresh the palate, I suppose, and, and give a bit of a giggle. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I love the the direction the show's gone. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's made it for me. I mean, and it is it is the the CWF, as they kind of named themselves, that pushed it this way, I guess. The interactions we had on Twitter got better and better and better and uh, funnier and funnier. And then ultimately we went live and they've they've kept us this way. We could have easily done one or two weeks of live and knocked mm-hmm. it on the head. But this is what yeah. people wanted. This is what this is how people want to spend their Monday nights. First of all, I'm amazed that's how people want to spend their Monday nights with us two idiots. But secondly, I'm hugely I mean, thankful. I, I don't want to spend my Monday nights with me. And I have to. <laughs> I don't want to spend my Monday nights with you either. We have- <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's it. They, I, I'm amazed that people do want to spend their Monday evenings with us. But secondly, and most importantly, I'm hugely grateful that people want to spend their Monday evenings with us because it's become one of the highlights of my week. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, and, um, and, we, and we've always said that it, it's not about the the, the numbers or, or or the views or the interaction. Whilst that is amazing, uh, and we absolutely massively appreciate it, this was always done to to entertain us. And the yeah. fact that it also entertains uh, the rest of the rest of you guys, um, yeah, it makes it all the more worth it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we've had some some glorious non wrestling topics as well that I think now kind of drives the show more so than the actual wrestling itself at times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, how many times do we go past an hour and yeah. then literally just cram through fifteen minutes of wrestling yeah. talk? We, we do that though because we are a wrestling podcast. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, Magsy, should I have a quick look in the chat before we fly on and get through this I, massive, huge show we have? I don't want to. I really, because <laughs> I, I, I can see the chat and I can see uh, comments like Matt Willis saying, my eyes, my eyes. He's <laughs> so nice. He, he said it to us. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but is he in the chat, is he? <laughs> I think so. Uh, but it starts off well with Sharon saying it's Monday night. You know what that means. Oh, yes. Um, then Scottish Danny, happy birthday, Chen. Uh, thank you very much. And then Sharon clocks what I am wearing. <laughs> Five nerds go. Brilliant. Uh, he, Matt, will definitely not mock me all over Twitter for this bad boy. Um, Scottish Danny loving the, the get up as well. Benny showing a little bit of love to the sash. Thank you very yeah. much. I think that's a, a very understated sash. Um, I don't think he means that sash. I think he's just really, really fond of night cheesy 90s dance music. And he's just saying sash <laughs> is not yeah. <laughs> He also wants to know what pageant did I enter? I entered Miss America, clearly. Miss America, Miss Burnley. No, I'm bigger than Miss Burnley, <laughs> Miss America. <laughs> Ori the Draw, oh. um, star of the Changing Attitude podcast, an uh, amazing person saying, Merry Birthmas. Um, five Nerds Go, giving a challenge for next year that uh, I'm going to be in, in my birthday suit. Yeah, that would drive, that that would have to be on the, the chair wrestling after dark page, <laughs> Um, or uh, I love these kind of secondary comments where people come in, say something really nice and like happy birthday, and then jump in and go, Shh, Oh, wait, hang on, what is he wearing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Sharon saying, Lord Mag's giving the people what they didn't know they want. Danny, we're probably the biggest facts in this, uh, in this chat so far. Chain wrestling is better than raw. This is the real oh. Monday night delight. Uh, um, 
Matt, um, to be fair, I'm I'm very proud of you guys. Love you guys. I love the show. Thank you very much, Matt. Oh, cheers, uh, Matt. And, I really appreciate it, mate. Yeah, everybody's support is uh is is always massively appreciated. Um, some dude from Russia or dudette um saying Vark Doc Tech. Um, so yeah, if anyone knows uh, Russian, let we're us know over in Russia, Max. Um, yeah, I, I see the numbers, sir. I see yeah, the numbers. we're over in Russia, mate. We have listeners in Russia. Um, Benny confirming that I am Miss Burnley, uh, and then la- I think that's <laughs> laughing with me. I hope it's laughing with me, not laughing oh, at me. Yes, indeed. Either or, we're happy <laughs> as long as you're laughing. <laughs> so, uh, we wanted to go back through some uh, previous moments from the show over the last year um, and revisit a couple of things that. We, we sort of discussed in non-wrestling topics in the past. Uh, we had one in particular that gave us great amusement from poor Tolly in reference to um, the the fact that he eats stock cubes, Magsy, isn't it? Is is his um, is his sort of odd food take, unusual food food take was the. I'm glad to say that's his only only odd food take food take, but he has plenty. He doesn't like crisps because mm. they hurt his little gums. Yeah, he's a he's a weird little cat, is Mister Tolly. Uh, but yeah, the one that blew me away was the the stock cubes. Yeah, um, we also have done a very popular non wrestling topic that we've revisited it now what four or five times when we've had drunk stories, and mm-hmm. uh, it tends to be a, a, at least once a show when we do a drunk stories, it pops up about tales of being much younger and down the park and swigging away on certain beverages that are synonymous with being. Um, either, well, I suppose A, homeless, or B, a youngster down the park drinking, such as Diamond White Cider or White Lightning or Omega Cider or whatever it is, or Mad Dog 2020 and, and, and all these nasty, horrible drinks and so on. And also we had literally way, way, way back in episode 10, which is now, what, 40-odd weeks ago, Mags, isn't it? Yeah, nearly we, a year ago. Yeah. We played a little game called Title or Toasty, which got quite a lot of love at the time. And it was on, that, that was that was clipped and added to our bonus show, which came out over the weekend. And, uh, and, and if you haven't listened to that bonus show, go back and listen to it. There was stuff on that show that even I didn't remember. Um, the the intro uh, from Benny yeah. is superb. It's yeah. so damn good. The don't bring it up, because don't go, don't, you're starting marking on about our checks bouncing again. Yeah, he would. <laughs> they are on the way, Benny. Promise, promise. Wink. <laughs> yeah. So, Total Toasty got a lot of love back in the day, and it also got quite, quite a you know a bit of love from the um the CWF when when the bonus show came back out again. So, these are a few things during the course of today's show, Magsy and I thought we'd uh, we'd revisit for your amusement at our expense. Mm-hmm. Um. So, shall we start, Mags, with a little bit of Total or Toasty? We shall. I mean, getting the easy stuff out of the way first. Um, yes. So, yeah, let's uh, let's add this picture to the stream then. So Yeah, that's it. These are a, a series of pictures of titles, uh, and I'm assuming you are going to link them to a toasty flavour, and uh, I'm going to pick which is the best. You are. Um, one will obviously, because we have the power, one will obviously be eradicated from history forever to never be seen or thought of again. And the other one will continue to exist. And we're comparing title belts to toasted sandwiches because that's the chain wrestling way and it makes perfect sense. 
Honestly, it really does. As with the first ever episode of Title Autosty, imagine dramatic quiz music falling in right now. And if I remember on the audio version, I will add some, but there's a chance I'll forget. So just pretend. <laughs> Hum along the millionaire theme or something if you if you wish. Okay. <laughs> Up first in Title Autosty, we have Dan Griffin at DanGriffin21 on Twitter. He says his favourite belt of all time is the WWF Undisputed Championship. Very synonymous. A with glorious title. Eddie Guerrero and oh, I suppose Lesner. Brock Lesnar as well, I suppose, yes. Hogan. Hogan had a, a run with oh, his of title. Of course, yeah. Yeah, Hogan. Undertaker won it as well, didn't he, at one stage? Yeah, I think there was only eight, maybe, champions with this belt. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't yeah. last long, did it? Which is a shame, because it's a lovely-looking title belt. Yeah. Um, Very classy. But the decision you have to make, Max, is do you wipe this championship from history or do you erase a toasty filled with glorious, delicious tuna and cheese? That I mean, I like tuna and cheese, but not more than I like this title belt. So that's an easy one for me. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, title belt wins. Title, title takes the first one, Max. Title takes the first one. UTT Rob on Twitter. He says here, and this is a really unusual championship belt. This and is uh, Lucha Underground, I believe. That's right, yeah. The G- gift, gift of, of the gods. The gods title, yeah. And wasn't it that each of the panels that people can see on screen now would be a title defense? And, it, and when you won a title defense, you would take the, the disc off the challenger, put it mm-hmm. in the belt. Yep. And when you had all seven, you got a world title match. Is Correct, right? I think so. What a clever little concept that was. Yeah, uh, very- Lucha Underground was very much ahead of its time, uh, in especially in terms of, of storylines and kind of law of wrestling. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's a, a glorious title. A really like kind it. of unique, um, almost like the, the pillars of wrestling. Yeah, I like it. It's a real unusual shape, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rob puts forward as the to- the toasty choice, Max. Which one will continue to exist? Which one will go away forever? The Gift of the Gods title championship belt or cheese and he's very specific here. Cheese and Henderson's relish. Not any relish. Henderson's relish. Oh, well, it's the title. Relish yeah. is relish is the work of the devil. Oh, you don't like onion though, do you? Exactly. Uh, okay. So, yep, title wins again. Title wins again. My goodness. Okay. Um, Henderson's relish is very specific. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had that before. I'm going to have to try that. It'll be a Yorkshire thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like uh, grass and. I like the way you just make that sweeping statement. It's a Yorkshire thing. Fucking. Hey, little bastard, say something! We've got Dan in the chat. Don't knock Henderson's relish until you've tried it. I'm going to knock it because I'll never try it. Ah, okay. I think there's a, a, a he's getting a bit of grief for his cheese and tuna choice as well, Magsy, in the um, mm-hmm. in the chat. Good. I, I, I mean, it, to be fair to him, he did say chucked up a softball uh, <laughs> as as a first pick, which is fair. I mean, I would eat. I would happily eat a cheese and tuna toasted, but not. Not to give up the the undisputed tile, so it has to go. Yeah. See, I like the idea, like the of, of cheese and tuna together. You get it in like certain things you can buy from the um uh, the bakeries and that, and that, don't you? But in a toasty, I don't know why that just sounds weird. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, look at this! Who's this? 
This is Mrs. Mags in the chat, um, mocking mocking her poor husband, knowing that he's been fretting over, <laughs> over the, some of the things that he's going to have to do on this podcast. And she's in the chat to to revel revel in, in my in my misfortune. That's that's a mm. loyal a loyal wife for you. Hello, Mrs. Mags. It's great to have you with us. That's awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Um, up next, then, we have Scottish Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. He says the WWF, WWE, sorry, US Championship from around 03 to 08. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, I wasn't all about this belt at all. It's a bit, it's a bit cartoony. It's a bit too colourful for my liking. But it's, since very, then, it's, it's very American. Yes, it is. It is. But since then, I think it's, it's really grown on me, Max. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think... It, uh, sometimes you um, you need a bit of colouring titles. I mean, I, I'm all for having like gold or so, not so much silver, actually, just gold titles. But yeah, I, d- I think this stands out, especially if you if it's to be the champion of the United States. Uh, mm-hmm. Americans are always kind of like a very patriotic uh, breed, anyway. So um, I think this really fits well with that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and Dan's choice of toasty to put up against this i think is is a bit of a throwaway effort myself um but he says it has to be tesco's wafer thin cooked ham and i'm thinking is that it just just ham in a toasty just just ham no no carnage no liquid that's insane no sauce no no cheese no just ham dan just ham wow um some people just want to see the world burn mags i mean i would eat eat it but be very disappointed mm. it's way for thin ham as well so you need like half a pack to make it worth one <laughs> you know it just be it, you just open up the toast it just be fresh air and one solitary slice of ham like like it's been in in the vicinity of some ham <laughs> it's just i don't see the point you might as well just have you might as well just have a bit of bread yeah or put some else in like ham and cheese yeah. Ham, and, ham and beans, maybe. Ham and mushroom. Scottish Danny, I think you need to go into the corner, hang your head in shame, and really think I mean, about what you've done. And coming from Kent as well, I mean, surely they have better ham in Kent than, than Tesco's or... Is it <laughs> posh Kent, then, is it? I, I mean, it's uh, certainly a lot posher than Gloucester. Or, All right, or Burnley. <laughs> Bloody yeah, that was unnecessary. I mean, don't get me wrong, completely correct, but totally unnecessary. <laughs> Sharon in the chat, just ham. What the fuck, Scottish Danny? Do you not like this belt? <laughs> I think he, I think he did the same as what uh, what Dan Griffin did though. He pawned up uh, a basic choice, knowing that you had to plug for the title, so it's worked. Three nil title. Three nil title. Three nil title. Total Stevo next up with an oh, old classic, mate. an old classic. Oh, this is going to have to be a, a banging toasty to beat this title. Oh, see, I don't know, mate. I don't think it's going to be. Stevo puts forward the WWF Big Eagle Championship from very late nineties, early two thousands WWF, and First it is a beautiful title belt. Yes, very much so. I always you, think of it very much being linked with Triple H myself. Yeah, yeah, Triple H was certainly, um, he kind of rose to prominence with this towel. Um, it's interesting to see it on black leather because it, it actually was originally on purple leather and then blue leather. Um, mm. but yeah, it's a glorious towel, it's one that I will add to my collection eventually. 
and Steve-O says he's just going to go, he doesn't like toasties too much, that he's just going to go with the traditional that he had when he was a kid, cheese. Now, depending on what cheese, because that's a very open-ended pick, Mm. if you're going just, say, Red Leicester or uh, a mild cheddar, then yeah, it's going to be boring. But you throw in like a a pungent cheese, a gorgonzola or a Stilton, or even something like a uh, a Wensleydale and cranberry, that could that could get interesting. But not just cheese on its own, no matter the cheese, is nowhere near the 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 caliber to beat this title. I mean, this for me is one of the top three titles that uh, WWE have ever designed. So yeah. It's a uh, oh, title win. Tiles, tiles 4-0 up. See, for me, I prefer the one before, the winged eagle, the morsel. And yeah, absolutely. I think I it's a, that that's a glorious title. Um, but that this is a very, very close second for world titles for me. Mm. Uh, up next then, we had Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris 1 on Twitter. He put forward the... And I love this belt, Magsy. This is, oh, this is all about my sort of favourite time in wrestling and so on. The NWA stroke WCW US Tag Team Championships as held very often by the Midnight Express, the Fabulous Freebirds and so on. Beautiful championships. Like, look at that picture there. That is glorious. Yeah, I, I don't have the kind of uh, the affection for this era of wrestling as you do, uh, but I know a good-looking belt when I see one, and that is certainly a good-looking belt. Um, I, I've always liked uh, titles that are uh, not just on plain black leather. Uh, I think it, that really kind of helps uh, stand out, and this is a unique shape. Um, I like the, the little side plates. It's not as American as the, the WWF one, um, which which is a, a, a probably a plus, uh, but yeah, I, I do like the look of this title. And if you won that, it would normally mean eventually you're number one contenders for the world tag team championships mm-hmm. as well in the NWA. So Wrestling that makes li- sense. There's a lineage there as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Mill Chris puts forward cheese, cheese, and more cheese. Title again. We've, yeah. we, we we've covered this. I mean, mm-hmm. a cheese toast is is lovely depending on the on the cheese but this towel is 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 more is more beautiful than any cheese toast it could be so <laughs> is that a sentence you ever thought you'd say as a wrestling fan <laughs> this title is more beautiful than any cheese toasty <laughs> six months ago no <laughs> but now I, I half expect it every episode of chair wrestling now uh, and lastly lastly in this gripping and not close at all <laughs> battle of title or toasty we have possibly one of the most pointless moments ever because it's not going to make any difference to the score really we have Andy from Bang Bang Podcast at Bang Bang Podcast on Twitter he says obviously the big gold belt is the winner and we all know that is my favourite championship of all time I adore that belt even though some do run it very very close I love that title mm-hmm. as toasty choice it kind of gets him set in, in sort of disqualified, I guess, Mags. I'll let you make the call on this one. And he says, I don't believe in toasted sandwiches, which I don't know if I don't quite know the point in that statement is when you say you don't believe it's not like a, it's not like they're a, a fucking unicorn or a UFO or an alien. <laughs> Do you know I mean, they exist. <laughs> they're physically there. Where, I don't you... believe in toasted. If I haven't seen one, they're not real. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> yeah, he's got to be disqualified. What did he pony up instead of a, a, a toaster then? He just literally said, Breaking don't, the believe, rules. don't so. believe in toasted sandwiches. Toast should have jam or beans at a stretch. So not egg then? Can't have egg? No. Or, so. or cheese? No, you've let everyone dine, Andy, everyone dine. I hope so. he drowned in his fucking bath to that. Oh, Back. yeah. <laughs> Think but of yeah. the Radox carnage. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the title would have won. I yeah. mean, I'm not a massive fan of this title. Uh, well, not as massive as you are, um, because I, I just wasn't my era of wrestling. or uh, Not so much era, supposedly. I wasn't watching the channel that this title was, was on. Um, but it's a nice-looking belt. I would. It's beautiful. I, I, it's, uh, there's, it's, there's a few belts I get in my collection before I'd plump for this one. Uh, but it is a nice towel. See, I ain't got to worry about that because the wife bought me one. So, oh. <laughs> so now I'm looking at the NWA TV Championship or the NWA United States Tag Title that uh, was just on screen then. Yeah. Oh, see, there's so many out there, and it's my birthday again very soon, Sharon, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah let's see. Or in the chat uh, saying the wives are getting gift ideas. Correct. <laughs> that's right excellent stuff oh correct, i'll tell you what correct mrs mags correct just uh correct just putting it oh, out one of those oh oh, oh uh, the undisputed yeah very very subtle hint mags <laughs> quite as subtle as a sledgehammer my friend well, uh, <laughs> when oh, have you mate. known me to be subtle i'm wearing a fucking <laughs> headband that says birthday girl to celebrate a podcast birthday that that's as subtle as it gets yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. Oh, all that food talk, Maxie, that's made me a bit peckish. What about you? No, not really. <laughs> Is that just because you know what's coming? I fucking know what's coming. I've been dreading this since you brought it up. It's basically, I thought, going back and doing the um, the bonus show, the clip show that we put out this weekend, there's a few times, and to be honest, it's mainly me that says, oh, you know what? I'll get that done in time for next week. Mm-hmm. And I when can say... When you homework, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Homework, you know, coming up. And um, I can safely say in the year of chain wrestling, I have never once got done what I said I was going to. Not even once, Magsy. Never. <laughs> never, ever done the homework that you have been assigned. No. So Ridiculous. I thought we could do a couple of those homeworks now and we could do them together. Seeing as it's, it's, it's our, our anniversary. Well, no, next. this was your homework. This wasn't my homework. So I don't know why I'm uh, why I'm being dragged along in this. But you've you've done it now, so support just for shits and giggles. Well, so certainly for shits. Yeah, I think exactly. That that's that's probably something that happens. Exactly. So um, on our unusual food takes episode, which we did many, many, many moons ago, we discussed it with uh, earlier on when we first came on air. Mr. Tolly, uh, your your podcast wife, with you rejoining Badlands recently, which is amazing. Why, to... why did you say Badlands? I'll be honest with you, because everyone in the house is poorly with COVID, and I'm really ah. trying not to cough. <laughs> so every now and again, you'll see me talk, and I'll go. Like that. See, so to... <laughs> that that there, folks, shows just the level of of uh, commitment Sai has got. He's he is down with the Rona, and he's still here. Um, <laughs> well to put this show out I'm, I'm i'm a bit poorly i've got a bit of a cough i feel a bit grotty but i've been testing negative but there's currently five of us who are in the house and three of us have had positive tests mm-hmm. um my wife is 
very, very poorly. It's really hit her for six. My boy is struggling with it as well. Um, Livy, who I suppose is effectively our patient zero, she was the first one to test positive, um, is right as rain, and that pisses me off. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the most annoying thing? I mean, we're um, we're looking that we've not none of us have, have had corona yet. But whenever one person in the house gets ill, the others tend to follow suit. Yeah. And then when that one person is is bug free and they they're showing off about it, it's fucking annoying. It's absolutely annoying when you're like, "You did this to me. You brought this this infection into the house. How dare you?" Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, and and she is just such a perky kid. Anyway, it's annoying. She's always so chirpy and happy at messing around. It's just like oh, now everyone's coughing and feeling poorly. So I'll live. Just bug her off, will you? You know. But there we go. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd uh look back on the homeworks that weren't completed. Only a couple because we, you know, we haven't got all night. I guess. Um, one we've got them, to talk about the wrestling. Sometime. We have got to talk about wrestling at some stage, mate. Yeah, definitely. It is. It, we are a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. allegedly uh the homework that we were well i was effectively set from the unusual food takes episode was to try tolly's you know personal favorite snack which is half of a um canor stock cube or oxo cube or something like that max wasn't it it was not oxo oxo is powdery uh it, okay. he, he he specifically said it was the chewer no stock cubes. The chewing your stock cubes. Okay, okay. Yeah. So what flavour are you going for, Mr. Max? What, what are you having? Well, I actually put out uh, a no context poll on the Twitters because um, I picked up all the three flavours that, that I could find. Hey, everybody. It's Sai. Just wanted to jump in here quickly and say what you're about to hear is very, I suppose, visually based, potentially. Uh, the online live video, the live show we did Monday night, it's very much um, part and parcel of what goes on over the next few minutes of the show. It is based upon what you could see on screen. The audio version is still enjoyable. It's not affected in a bad way. But if you wanted to see Mags and I turn green and potentially wretch and throw up in our own mouths and so on then please by all means search out radio techers on twitter and youtube and twitch and so on at radio techers but you can also normally find the links via our own social medias on instagram facebook twitter and that tiktok thingamy at chain underscore wrestling if there's any moment in the following few minutes that um people aren't fond of hearing us wretch and so on as we do some pretty disgusting crap i apologize in advance but yeah i hope everyone still enjoys what goes on with the audio version but um please by all means seek out the video yeah okay thank you very much and let's get back to our audio stroke podcast version of chain wrestling live so i put out a poll saying uh, do i eat um vegetable that one do i eat vegetable one that got 21 percent of the vote do i eat respectable amount max that's a respectable amount i mean i mean mean, vegetables no one really likes them anyway so they're always going to come last um (laughs) then it was then it was beef beef got 31 and beef was actually leading for a long time Um, i imagine beef is going to be very salty well you imagine right i think all of them are going to be salty seeing as the main ingredient is is salt um but the winner with a massive 48 percent of the vote and 
Uh, you can't really get that because of the lap, but it's chicken. chicken. Chicken's the best, man. Chicken's my favourite meat, everything, yeah. So, seeing as I have to do the homework with you, I'm going to uh, open this box of chicken stock cubes. I, I've just, I don't know if people can see on the screen there, I've just opened mine. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I I've, I instantly regret thinking this would be a good idea for the show, just looking at it. Yeah, and, and I told you from the get-go, this was a bad, bad idea. So, we yeah. didn't really decide... But are we doing the it's even stained the inside of the foil? Look at oh, that, folks. No. Look, it's all yellow on the inside of the foil. Um, it smells quite strong, you know. Do you know what it smells like? It actually smells like a, a smells chicken like mushroom pot noodle. <laughs> a chicken and mushroom pot noodle. Hmm. Right. This so is, doing... this, I'll tell you, this is some high quality <laughs> podcasting right here, isn't it? Just me and you sniffing canola. <laughs> So are we doing the Tolly way, which is because he use he only eats the other the half of it because he uses half to make his stock and then eats the other half because it, otherwise it'll get wasted. Are we doing that or are we are we one up in Tolly and eating the whole block? I reckon we just go for it, mate. I what are you gonna do with the other half anyway? Do you know what I mean? Just I'm I'm gonna throw it in, in the bin where it belongs. Mm. Ori's yeah. spot on there in the chat. Ori is absolutely spot on saying this is quality content. It is. And Matt Norway, good job. Mm. Uh, and Sarah's got vegetable as I'm not allowed out. I don't get that. Because uh, she can't go shopping. Vegetables just what we yeah. had in the cupboard. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all like locked in, aren't we? Because we're lepers and stuff. We've got the red cross paint on our door and that. We can't, you know. Now, now this is the time I wish we were back doing just audio so we didn't have yeah. to. We could pretend we're doing this. But let's go for it. <laughs> Three, two, one. Fucking Jesus, that is strong. Oh, I love a lot. It's really it's it's grainy. It's incredibly strong. Like, oh, it's so fucking salty. It's ridiculously salty. I honestly think I'm gonna be sick. Oh, this is a hard to. Nope, I bailed. I can't do it, Max. I'm gonna I'm be sick. Gonna... That's the saltiest thing that I may have oh. ever eaten. That's not what I hear. <laughs> Tolly, you fucking, uh, you absolute Welsh dosser. He does that on the on the regular, does he? <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, apologies to anyone who can hear me swigging away at this kind of monster here, but it needs to be done. Oh dear me, that was that was brutal. Um, Why did we just do half? Why did we do that? Because we're fucking idiots who will do <laughs> anything for the clout. <laughs> oh, oh I, my goodness. I feel like I've eaten like a week's allowance of salt oh, like, in was... one go. Oh, now, sir. Honestly, I've got, my, my stomach's got like a pain in it from, from that. That was not, oh. Just wait till your kidneys get the pain from all the salt. Oh, um, dear. I think we need to wash that away, sir. Do you reckon? Wash that away, yeah. I got my kind of monster, mate. I'm all right, you know. Uh, I don't think monster's gonna gonna do, gonna do it. Oh, is this the? Are you, are you making reference, Max, to the homework that we got on one of our drunk stories episodes? I'm making reference. Yes. 
So let's get it out of the way. We need to get out of the fucking some way. Some of the awful I'm, rough drinks. I'm bitterly regretting this. <laughs> yeah. So some of the awful rough drinks that the listeners told us they used to consume when they were younger. And, mm-hmm. and I suppose, Maxie, you and I did as well, didn't we? When we, we were younger, sat in the park and stuff, you know? Yep. I mean, um, many a tale I've got, especially with the drink that you're going to drink, uh, that, I've, uh, that I've drunk that. Uh, one story I told on... Uh, on um, one of the drunk, uh, drunk stories episodes where me and my uh, brother-in-law essentially were on a, a, a beer run to the shop and we picked one of them up and we essentially necked it on the way from the, the shop back to the house party we were at. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever drunken. Um, but I've one-upped it. I've gone for something way more disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this works well because we've got a variety now, haven't we? We're covering a few of the nasty drinks together, mate. So shall I display this this horrible potion first? You shall. Um, Basically, I'll tell you what, it's it's even worse than what we thought it was going to be because I was going to go for the old Mad Dog 2020, which was a a, a really rough, nasty thing to consume when you're a kid, but you drank it anyway just to get yourself blasted. Um, It turns out the shop down by me, Max, he didn't have actual Mad Dog 2020. What they had was a cheap, shittier version that they make themselves <laughs> called XF7515. Wow. And I had no options but to uh, but to get that. that. That's grim. It's a when, you, if, when you get a knockoff of Mad Dog 2020. Yeah. And it's how much of a knockoff it is, right? If you, if you look closely, um, it's not even in a... I'll hold it up to the camera so you can see. It's not even in a um, proper glass bottle. It's, in a, it's a squeezy plastic, plastic one. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, uh, so uh, when when you told me this uh, this plan, um, I wasn't sure that my uh, local off license would sell such chavy drinks, uh, and I was right. They, they didn't. Um, so I couldn't get hold of them. I, I checked Amazon. I know that the the, the local supermarkets around me definitely didn't have it. Uh, uh, so I checked Amazon, and it was like nearly 20 quid a bottle and yes. as much as i love uh the the interaction and you what you guys bring to the show i ate for 20 quid on a bottle of uh essential vomit inducing liquid so i decided to slum it on 99p white cider oh. omega um yeah i'm not looking forward that's not this. a good look, mate. That's not a good look, is it? But anyway, let's crack on. Do you know what? This is really concerning. The drink's a different colour at the top of the bottle than it is at the bottom. <laughs> it looks so grim. It does look oh. nasty, doesn't it? I mean, should it be cloudy? I mean, check the seal. I'd definitely be... Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's still sealed. Right, I, mean, so... I remember 2020 being almost, you know, different colours, but you could almost see through it. Cloudy, should it? So... I haven't had white cider since I was 15, maybe 16, and it smells worse than I ever imagined. Um, it smells like it could strip paint. I don't understand on what fucking planet that smells like strawberries. <laughs> That's but you set this homework, varnish. so uh, again, three... Hang on, to... I've got my little skull glass, mate. I'm gonna oh, I, I, I'm proper slumming it. I'm just going to neck it from the can. Got a little skull in, in the red now. Look at that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, but now you've poured all that out, you have to drink it all. Oh, shit. I didn't feel that through, did I? Oh, nah, are we doing it? Yeah, Three, okay. two, one. 
Jesus wept. I thought cider was meant to taste of apples or at least some sort of fruit. That tastes like it tastes like vinegar. It genuinely tastes like like Sarson's vinegar. You know when you know when you have, you know, you know when you I'm feel like, to have another tickle just to oh, take the taste away. My mouth's doing that thing where it fills up with spit like you're about to vomit. That's that's brutal. What kids was wrong nowadays, with us when we were kids? Kids nowadays are still doing this. Why not learn the lessons? Oh, God. I genuinely, that's the, maybe the worst thing I've ever drunk and eaten, all in the space of 10 minutes. All for your fucking amusement, people. Thanks. Thanks for sticking with us for a year. We really, really appreciate it. I feel quite unpleasant right now. <coughs> <coughs> oh, dear. Safe to say the rest of that bottle's going in the bin, eh? Well, waste not one. No, I'm necking that 99p cider later on. You fucking animal. I'm actually, that's going right down the toilet. Jesus. See, it used to be some of that, didn't it? You know, a couple of cans of that white cider, or if you if you could find it, the big sort of three litre bottle for yeah, £2.50. That, that was what we, oh. we used to neck, the bottle. We used to also club together for a, a bottle of uh, blackcurrant squash to, to put in, take the taste away a little bit. I know why now. I remember that's, exactly why. That's that's when you know a drink is freaking shit. When you've got to buy something to change the taste of the drink <laughs> that you bought. You've got to buy additional stuff. If I'd have known at the time, I'd have just thrown a, a chicken nor stock cube in and been done with it. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm a bit upset I didn't like that. Because I, I'm, I actually said to the missus, wouldn't it be great if I try this? And it ends up actually being really nice. And I can just pretend to mags on the air that it's gross. And I can just carry on drinking it later yeah. on because it's nice. But I, I, honestly, my, my belly hurts. So, Ugh. and I think it is XFM, I'm assuming it'll be made with uh, fermented grapes as well. I don't know. It, there's like on the back, on the label, there's recommendations <sighs> for, for drinks you can make with it. And it says to mix it with white rum. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm now getting burps that taste like a pot noodle that I've that I've eaten after having twenty pints on the lag. Um, oh, yeah, um, thanks for for making me do oh. that, sir. I appreciate that. Happy one year, mate. <laughs> oh, anyway. I'm not sticking around for year two if that's if that's what year one brings. Oh no, we ain't doing nothing. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Ah. <laughs> oh. Should we get to our non-wrestling topic, Magsy, or should we have a quick look through the chat? Where, where should we go? Oh, the, the chat has absolutely uh, abused us, uh, and rightly so. We deserve it for, for that. Um, going back to uh, when uh, Mrs. Mags pops in the chat, I think she's still listening. I can hear her in the, in the conservatory giggling away at me, but she's getting a hell of a lot of love. Um, all the for her ladyship, Mrs. Maggle. Uh, Scottish Danny confirming uh, that, that yep, he just meant just ham in his uh in his um toaster. Um five nerds go, I like a blackberry jam and cheese toaster. You know, that sounds actually quite nice. What title would you put up against that map um to to combat? Maybe we can answer that on the fly. Blackberry jam and cheese, that's saying I don't know about, I don't know about that, mate. Um, you get a lot of love, uh, Mrs. P. Get a lot of love uh, about uh, the the Rona. Hopefully, you do you do get over it. Uh, 
Five nerds go, uh, Matt, with another great idea. Uh, he's going to buy an empty advent calendar next year and just fill it with stock cubes and send it to Tully. You, you would do that to mock, but he'd think that was actually a proper yeah. decent gift. He would absolutely love that gift. Uh, and then it's all about the... Um, basically the horrific torture we've just put ourselves through. Um, this is gold. This is getting clipped. That drink's not monster. Um, Chavy drinks come on down to London. I, I think he means London, Kent. Um, <laughs> and uh, Matt saying, no, uh, Scottish Daddy, if you want Chavy drinks, you come down to Clacton. Between the veg uh, stock cube and this, it may fix Sars Verona. It may be. If it does, we go out to Boris, aren't we, and say, look, mate, you're wasting all your time and money trying to get these vaccines up together. What you want is some dodgy gravy shit and some horrible strawberry drinks. (laughs) It's kind of like the avamectin horse tranquilizer. You don't think it should work, (laughs) but it does. Say he's going to lose it, shout and get the bowl. (laughs) The torture you guys put yourself uh, through for our entertainment... Uh, I'm not even joking. I can't overstate this enough. Never eat a stock cube because it is literally the saltiest thing that I have ever, ever eaten. It it never seemed like it was going away. It's like the more you chewed, it it didn't go away. It stayed this this blob of horrible stuff in your Mm -hmm. mouth. Normally when you chew food and you swallow it and you eat, it it goes away. This never went away. It just stayed there. And even when you tried to swallow it, it it coats your tongue. Right. So, Sharon said, there's no wrong with a, a sadder and black sar. Uh, there is when the sadder costs 99 pence for a, about a three litre can, and uh, it tastes <laughs> like it tastes like something you'd put in your in your car windscreen wipers. Nice um, white lightning. And then, uh, last for now, uh, five nerds go says, Sar looks like he's about to get birth a baby from his ass, maybe later. Mm, potentially potentially that was not pleasant at all no it wasn't oh but there we go that's my that's the amount of homework we're going to do for the next 12 months okay so (laughs) our non-wrestling topic was again another throwback to one that everyone seemed to really really enjoy in previous episodes and it was literally just a case of ask us anything Mm -hmm. chuck anything our way it can be if you wanted to talk to us about sport music wrestling films anything at all or if you want to go down the path that the cwf normally does venture and just be ridiculous and silly for the sake of a giggle that was welcome to ask us anything mags yep and they went down that that last path as per usual they did indeed mate they did indeed so we will start with the usual i guess running through on twitter in the order it comes in i have a couple as well magsy that were sent via dm so i'll uh Try to remember to tell you when they pop up so you're not searching for them on there. We have here from at FIFA Connor 16 on Twitter. He says, are Yorkshire puddings the best thing on a roast dinner? Yes, there is a correct answer to this. Mm-hmm. And the answer is in the is in the question. Yes, they are. They're absolutely oh, amazing. See. I bloody love Yorkshire pudding. And my wife makes a banging Yorkshire pudding. She really does. Like totally from scratch. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But I love a bit of meat, mate, and chicken's my favourite. But I also love the roast taters. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah, I make some banging roast taters as well. Crispy um, as well, like, you know? Oh, definitely. When they go in the roasting tray, they've got to be sizzling, so you know they're going to get that crisp. But for me, yeah, Yorkshire puddings, it's because of the versatility. 
you can actually get Yorkshire puddings big enough that they are the plate and that you put the food inside of the Yorkshire pudding. Right, yeah. And now there's even a fad uh, going around, and you'll see it on that that their TikTok um, where you get uh, a Yorkshire pudding and you fill it up with whatever you want to fill it up with, and then you put a pie crust on the Yorkshire pudding, put it in the oven so the pie crust cooks, and then eat it as a, a Yorkshire pudding pie. See, now I, I might say something controversial here, but I think the top of pies is a bloody nonsense. What what do you mean? Well, I, I don't. If I if I buy a chicken and mushroom pie, so you go to the chippy and you get one of the chip shop chicken and mushroom pies, right? Now they're they're nice. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're I can't want them. You know what make they are or whatever, but they're pucker pies or whatever they are. Okay, yeah, they're lovely. The bit that I enjoy the least is the lid of the pie. Wow. So what do you mean? What 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 do you mean? Why? I, I don't know. I, just, I, I want the chicken and mushroom bit. That's lush. The pastry so then around just the- just have the chicken and mushroom bit then. Yeah, the pastry around the pie is nice as well because it's sort of. So you want a flan? You want a flan or a, or like a quiche? I do like a quiche. I do like a quiche. But you don't like the the top of a pie. No, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm not putting up with that. Sorry, guys, uh, but yeah, I'm not having no pie land. I'll eat chicken stock cubes. I'll drink pissy white lightning. I'm not having him slate a pie. He's not coming back on until he apologizes. <laughs> unreal, mate, unreal. Um, <laughs> just for the sake of everyone listening on the audio podcast version maxi's got one of his favorite buttons at the moment it seems to be the mute button and i just disappear from the stream that, <laughs> wasn't, bit- that wasn't even mute mute i can just do that and you don't get to talk it's the remove i just keep, yeah. i have the power to I remove yeah so there we go no I, I like the top of the pie don't get me wrong but it's my least favorite part of the pie so why would I take the least favourite part of the pie and put it on top of something else? Doesn't make any sense. I mean, you, you're 41 years old soon. Yeah. Grow up. Just well, So when you buy a pie, are you thinking, oh, yeah, lovely bit of pastry? Or are you thinking, oh, yeah, most <laughs> yeah. bit of chicken and mushroom? Absolutely. And you can you can actually square this with Mrs. Mags. We have a, uh, a pie company um, round here uh, that... I, and I, I can't even remember the name. She'll be able to chuck it in the chat. Um, Hafner's, that's it. Hafner's pies. And I will we'll get them and I'll cut around the, the lid to eat the lid. Then I'll eat the inside and then I'll get the, 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 the outside pastry and squash it together like a sandwich and eat that last. Uh, okay. So and, you yeah, say and you say I'm childish and you're sat there playing with your fucking food like that. <laughs> I, I have weird foibles with my food. I mean, when I eat like sandwiches, I'll, I'll tend to pick the sandwich apart and eat it bit by bit. When I have a, like a, a roast meal, I will eat certain segments first. I'll eat carrots maybe, then peas, then potatoes. I'm not one for mixing and matching. It's each separate segment at a time. I always save... I always save my favourite bits or last. You should never do that in case you get full. Oh no, I'd never get full. I'd always manage. To, I'd always manage to get the chicken. <laughs> <don't> you, trust <laughs> me. <laughs> my wife makes become everything I there, hate. Me. I can't eat this chicken. I'm too full. <laughs> oh dear. At UTT Rob, he sends in who? Well, what? Sorry, would win in a fight between a fox and a badger? And he asks us to show our working out. Now, have um, you done any working out? No, I haven't, no. 
So look at that. So even when you're told to do your your work and you you still don't do it. So in a year's um, time, we can do that on the two year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and have a par diagram about and not not with a crust, obviously, because mm. you won't allow that. But uh, a par diagram of of why a fox and a badger uh, would go to battle in the first place and and who would eventually win. So adding a little bit of a a little bit of working out for this. So um, a badger is way bigger than a, a fox in terms of weight. So they've, they've got the power advantage there. They've also they got, like, got really sharp nails as well. Aren't they? And long as well, because they're, they're usually for, for digging um, uh, sets. Um, so for underground. So they've got uh, huge weapons. They've got uh, a power. Uh, they've also got very sharp teeth. Uh, they're also very um, protective and aggressive when it comes to uh, territory. Um Foxes uh, tend to roam everywhere, so territory is not really a concern of theirs. But they are fast, they're wily, uh, they can hunt in packs. So um, if we're talking um, a group of foxes versus a badger, I don't think there's a a question that the foxes would overpower the badger. Um, But in, in terms of one fox versus one badger, I think badger would would get that that killer blow uh, and and beat a fox. You genuinely really looked into that properly, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah. See, I just, that, I just thought. I badger. appreciate <laughs> how. I just appreciate our, our, um, our um, CWF. So I thought it, it was a question worthy of some research. Yeah. Okay. But I, I came to the same conclusion, and I literally just went, oh, "I don't know, badger." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, at Scottish Juggalo, our good friend Danny on Twitter, he says, or he asks, apologies, if you had a remote control that has the power to either rewind or fast forward your lives, which one would you choose? Mm. Okay. I mean, I think it's simple. You'd want to rewind. Um, I mean, you're you're going through the 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 Quantum Leap podcast, the waiting room, and uh, that's based on going back in time and kind of fixing problems that once went wrong um so for me that would be the whole point of being able to time travel to go back and, and p- potentially fix those uh those things that, that went wrong in your life and also to do the kind of the back to the future thing and maybe buy a, a gray sports almanac um, and yeah. bet on some sports and knowing the 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 results so yeah i think i would i would rather have the power to rewind See, I think both are equally as bad as each other, mate. And I am going to get all time travelly, paradoxy, and all that sort of stuff. And... Sorry, Porks. This is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> I, I, just, I just, I could see it in your eyes. I'm trying to leave the mute button alone. And my, my face just disappears <laughs> from the screen. <laughs> yeah, because you'd, you'd leaped. You had you'd yeah. solved the problem and you'd leaped. I've, tra- I've travelled about three seconds into the future. <laughs> if you go forwards you're going to see things in your life that obviously have not happened yet. And that's going to influence what you do at present time, which is going to screw things up going forward. Right. Now, but, if you but, go but backwards, you're, ass- you're assuming though, that you get to stay in the same point. I, I, I took it as maybe, um, that the whole of the, the timeline rewinds and you go back to a point that, that, uh, essentially you've already lived. So okay. if you were, if you fast forward, you're living. You're still. It would still be your present, but just your timeline has, has shifted forward. Okay, so you would still be you, just traveling along the same timeline. Yeah. 
So you would get if you went backwards, you'd get younger. Yeah, perhaps. Well, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Because you wouldn't. If you and me were to rewind it now to when we were five, it would be a bit odd us both having full <laughs> beards, sat in our high chairs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've told you, Mum, I don't like spaghetti oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want any stock on my chicken. <laughs> See, I took it as being able to go forwards or backwards and then go back to your normal time. Okay. I mean, that's still um, uh, a valid interpretation. He, he didn't set any hard and fast rules with his question. No. To be honest, Danny, you've let us down a little bit there by being a bit too vague yeah. with your time-travelling question, mate. I know. Tarn it up, Danny. Yeah. I thought you'd have learned by now. Come on, mate. Well, and I'm not even going to justify it with an answer, but backwards. Um, we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> At Dan Griffin 21, a good friend of the show on Twitter. He says, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? And then Rob, to add context, gave us this glorious picture. That's a big uh, bloody duck, isn't it? The neck on that duck, it's not even the, the size of the I mean, the size of the duck is, is concerning, but the neck on the duck, it's like a goose-shaped duck. A goose-shaped duck. Yeah. <laughs> That is a. Do they normally stand up like that as well? Well, that one certainly does. Mm, king, again, this king, is king fantastic of the audio. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, answering Dan's question, then um, I think one horse-sized duck would be pretty brutal. Mm. It's got a massive beak that it can pet you with. Massive pack, wings. Man. Yeah. Massive wings. I mean, you, you hear uh, about uh, swans being able to break people's arms with uh, with with their wings. I'm sure a, a horse-sized duck would have at least similar, if not more, power. Um, whereas a hundred duck-sized horses. I mean, as as much as I like ducks, and I wouldn't wish any harm, I could punt a duck. Yeah, I could volley a duck, um, and I think a hundred of them. Whilst I might be kind of get cramped, maybe in my in my quads, I could still volley a hundred duck-sized horses. So I, yeah. I would be a hundred horse uh, duck-sized horses. I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, mate. The only downside would be if they sort of, you know, had a plan. And, and if they some, got you to the ground, yeah, yeah. Some of you, if, if some of them decide to circle behind and get attack you from behind, because obviously if there's a hundred of them, you can only focus on the duck-sized horses that are in front of you. If they were clever and they kind of had some sort of military organisation and they went, you know, like, <laughs> as, some... as as ducks are wont to do. Well, you see them, mate. You don't know what's in their minds, do you? They're evil. Look in their eyes. You can see it. You know, they, they, these these horse-sized ducks, duck-sized horses or whatever, if they're coming around behind the back here, then you're knackered then. Because like you said, if they get you on the deck, they've all got those little metal things on their feet, they'll trample you to death, man. Mm-hmm. That is also true. But those metal things on the feet, aka shoes, would be pretty small if they're duck-sized. Yeah, but there's a hundred of them. Yeah, but still, they're small. Okay. So just, okay. All right, so it's okay. If you're attacked by a hundred Smurfs who are really small, I still think that would kill you. They could kill you. No, I don't think so. I think they, they would be irritating, but I, I, I could... I could squash a hundred, a hundred <laughs> Smurfs pretty easily. So you're telling me you could take a hundred Smurfs in a fight? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I wish there was a way of us testing that theory, but obviously there's not. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, our good friend and the crazy stock cube eating poor Tolly at Rain Counter on Twitter. He says or asks if you could spend a month in any country in the world, what would you do on your first day back home? <laughs> so I don't want to know where we'd go. Um, he's not. He's not. He's not interested in where we where we go. So I mean, for me, it'd be Turkey. I absolutely love Turkey. I think it'll be um, the place that eventually Mickey and Mrs. Mags will will call home. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, but what would we do on our first day back home? Uh, a shitload of washing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and cry and cry because you're back in this terrible, terrible country. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Whenever I've been on holiday just for like the week or something, my first day back home, it's some of the nicest things to do in the first day back when you've been elsewhere, whether it's just for a festival for a couple of days or a holiday for a week, is to take a crap on your own toilet. Oh, but I think that, that, that's criminally that's, underrated, man. That is glorious. Uh, but saying that, in, in, in Turkey, a lot of the, uh, or the majority of toilets are, are bidet as well, kind of like built-in bidets and there is nothing better than uh than a beater believe me right i I wouldn't know i've never used one well you're missing out sir you are yeah. missing out yeah i'll have to try and uh find somewhere that has one and go and just crack. don't go to your local <laughs> plumbers merchants and, and test one in, in the window <laughs> certainly not but yeah uh um at good bad wrestle on twitter good cop bad cop wrestling podcast he asks and there's a couple of quick ones here what names do you give to each meal of the day? For example, his in-laws go with breakfast, lunch, and supper. Magsy? So breakfast. I'm mm-hmm. assuming you call it breakfast. Yeah. Then dinner. Yeah. And then tea. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. And, and a lot of people would think that that's kind of like a, a geography thing, but I think it's more of a, a, a class thing. Uh, if you're like working class, it's usually um, – breakfast dinner tea if you're more kind of middle class or upper class you end up calling it lunch and supper so mm. yeah breakfast dinner tea breakfast dinner Sharon, tea supper sharon's um one of sharon i think it's with sharon's best mate they constantly have this discussion back and forth about what they what the meals are called whether it's dinner or tea or is it lunch and dinner and stuff like that and i can i can see dinner sometimes being sorry lunch sometimes being referred to as dinner because mm-hmm. it, it, it's dinner time at school isn't it and stuff like that yeah. but yeah breakfast lunch dinner that's that's kind of that's two two dinners and then tea oh yeah sorry no breakfast breakfast lunch tea yeah yeah that works but the 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 main meal in the evening is called tea yeah totally yeah um what word do you use most frequently for bread rolls bread rolls bread rolls yeah yeah Glad it's not a back. cob it's not a cob <laughs> it's not a balm well balms are actually a very specific type of bread roll that uh um, and it's not an oven bottom. It's a bread roll. Yeah. Mm. That's what it's called. Favorite Americanism. Hmm. I don't think I've got one. I, I don't know. I, I, I love how, and I mentioned it earlier in the show. I love how patriotic they are. Okay. I do. I mean, it's sometimes it's, it's quite fanatical, weird. Uh, but most Americans are, massively proud of being americans uh mm. that's something you don't really get a lot in 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 britain you'll get like odd odd like kind of groups that are, are proud of being british but uh not to the kind of like the levels that most americans are. i mean 
they, they, they wear their flag as part of their clothing. Every kind of like major building has an American flag. Most houses have a, an American flag hanging out of the uh, on the porch. So yeah, it's it's the the patriotism that they have. Yeah, and no, I get that. I, I like the old the whole um, is it tailgating. It's called where you okay. go to an American football game and you basically and just, just have stand, a, a barbecue. You have a yeah, just stand around eat, yeah. eating eating burgers and drinking booze. I'm all about that, mate. You know, especially if it's White Lightning or um, yeah. or XF seventy five fifteen. I'll tell you what. Even as we're talking about roast dinners and chicken and mushroom pies and so on, normally I'd start feeling hungry talking about that sort of thing on the show. No way in hell has that happened this week. Oh my god, I don't think I'm going to eat for the rest of the month. <laughs> and, and definitely don't put any salt on your food. Do do what Andy does and just eat your food without seasoning for the rest of the week. <sighs> God, man, it was, that was, I can't, still can't believe that happened. That was horrible. Millwall, uh, Chris in the chat. I know we normally don't go to the, the chat mid-topic, uh, mid, uh, but uh, he says, evening, everyone, what have I missed? Oh. <laughs> not, not much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not much at all. Oh. We've just tried to kill our kidneys. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, it's been a brutal hour. Um, yeah, you've missed quite a lot, sir. Yeah, plenty to go back and check out on the video version on YouTube or even the audio podcast version when it comes out later in the week. Yeah, look at that. Cheap plug. Woo. Um, <laughs> at Radio Techers, our, uh, our hosts, I guess, Magsy, were, were they using the Radio well, Techers YouTube the brain, stuff? Apparently, Tanner, uh, who runs the, the Techers account, is the brains of Radio Techers. So. Uh, okay. So what does that make you if he's the brains? I'm the idiot. The moron. Okay. Um, <laughs> serious question. What was the thought process in coming up with the concepts of your shows? Chain Wrestling, Badlands, A Change in Attitude, and SJP Wrestling Pod are all very different. What was the planning of these, and how do you keep them so fresh? Uh, Magsy, do you want to start with Badlands and, and A Change in Attitude? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, actually, it all started with Why We Watch, um, which was kind of a, a an homage to uh, someone else in in the chat, Mister Mister Ray Cash, aka Rance Morris. Uh, our, our, one of my first ever podcast experiences was going on uh, a show that he uh, essentially made specific to, to to talk with me, called Fan to Fan, where we talked about uh, each of us, kind of a. Uh, pathway into wrestling and what we, we what we like and dislike that kind of morphed into why we watch um when it comes to um uh five rounds that's pretty explanatory me and my son have been have always been massive uh mma fans uh he's um he's a practitioner in mma so that kind of made sense there uh badlands was a actually a pitch that i uh threw to paul tolly uh uh, essentially just to see if it was a good idea because he he we got a friend in a in a new japan uh chat group and he mentioned that he had a podcast so i said what do you think of this idea uh of, of basically talking about the mount rushmore's of, of wrestling because everybody has a mount rushmore um yeah. um so i pitched that to him uh and hoping that he would like kind of take the bait uh, and uh, and want to come aboard and and thankfully that he, he did uh with a change in attitude that was uh that was kind of like a, a filler for for badlands badlands come to to an end because uh, uh paul kind of fell fell out of the wrestling bubble um and i wanted like almost a replacement um to 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 fill that slot uh and I, i've always wanted to do kind of like a 
uh, a journey going through the attitude era of, of wrestling and mm-hmm. thought I, I had I'd never thought I would have the kind of like the experience or the the know-how to do it as a, a, a run a concurrent podcast but with the the years of uh, podcasting that I've done I felt that I, I was ready and I was in that position to to maybe take it on as a project uh spoke to uh tanner uh spoke to ori um they they absolutely uh loved the idea and uh, yeah it just took a laugh its own and so they were always kind of like either projects that i'd already had an idea about or something that i kind of like uh, pitched to someone and we uh we kind of uh mixed it up and 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 kind of fleshed it out but yeah that that's uh essentially where the ideas come from yeah okay makes a lot of sense um i, I love a change of attitude you know how much i'm a big fan of badlands i was as I'm, I'm again now it's restarted in a slightly different style i guess mm-hmm. but and, and and why we watch as well i, I love that show I listen to it every week after i discovered it it was it I was awesome that. really good stuff and it kind of that's what kind of stemmed into the start of sjp and it kind of came from Magsy, I've said it plenty of times before, so I apologise if people have heard the tale or, or whatever. But Magsy and my wife, both at the same time, kind of saying you should get into podcasting. After I'd been on Why We Watch and Badlands as a guest, and that kind of, I didn't really know an exact format. I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do, but I was writing and and my Twitter handle and my email and so on for my um, writing side of things was always at SJP Words. It's just my initials or something simple and easy for me to remember i guess uh, and it kind of came from that that i'd just say i'd use the same sort of uh branding i guess sjp wrestling pod because it's, that's exactly what it is it's just me me talking wrestling and then mm-hmm. it, i kind of left it that way because i wanted it i didn't want to be pigeonholed and be a case of i just interview independent wrestlers or i just interview local wrestlers or I just review old shows or whatever. I want it kind of fairly open-ended and in a situation where I could have maybe four or five even different formats and just jump around in them. I mean, the last episode, the most recent one was actually just me talking on my own for 50 minutes. So that was something different again, despite the fact the show has been around for, for over a year. And I, it's, um, I wouldn't say it's on hiatus again, but it is, the situation I'm in is I feel no pressure to keep releasing SJP. If something pops up, which th- there is three episodes in mind that I'm currently working on with different guests to, to do those three episodes will come out and then there may be nothing from it again for a month. It's literally now a case of, I will do it, do that show kind of as, and when it, it feels right to a certain topic. I don't want to feel like I'm forcing a topic or forcing something like that. Um, and then chain wrestling again, the tales fairly, fairly well-known, I guess. The idea for linking from one match to another was very much swiped from a radio show that I listened to back in the 90s, linking one record to another. And it kind of, when it popped in my head, thinking about that that segment that they had on this radio station that this old guy used to play when I was sort of 16, 17, working in a furniture shop in town, the manager, they would always have his old school radio station on. They had this segment and it would link from just one, for example, uh, you've got Black Sabbath. Ozzy Osbourne used to sing for Black Sabbath. The guitarist in Ozzy Osbourne's solo band is Zach Wild. So Zach Wild's also in Black Label Society. And that's how you would link to that. And I kind of thought, wouldn't that be great to do that with wrestling? Mm-hmm. And as soon as that idea was in my head, I couldn't shake it. So then Magsy got on board and kind of just went from there, really. That was it. So 
that's kind of how the, the two shows came together, mate, wasn't it, really? Yeah, pretty much. And um, again, um, I was, um, and we've mentioned it on the, the, the bonus episode, um, you, you pitched the show to me and uh, I would have kicked myself if I didn't, take it up because i thought the idea was was uh was superb and to hear that uh with someone else's voices i would have been devastated that i didn't jump at the chance uh so i'm i'm massively glad that i did even though you did pitch it as a half hour show and it's now uh jumped into a life of its own but um yeah yeah and and to kind of like uh, round off what what tanner Assey says how do we keep them fresh it's bad doing stuff like this we've uh um, the the thing with chair wrestling is it, it's kind of moved along with the times, I suppose, uh, from its uh, humble beginnings on Visionaries Global Media uh, to kind of uh, jumping aboard when uh, Tanner, Matt and myself made Radio Tech as a thing uh, and to jumping into the live, which is something six months ago we would have never even dreamt of doing. Mm. Um it's that it's keeping it fresh and, and the same with uh with uh, uh badlands and a, a changing attitude it's it's not so much the 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 topics it's the people that you you do the shows with um yeah it, it wouldn't bother me if nobody listened at all it's getting that opportunity to to speak with these people about about the wacky world of wrestling uh, I think that's what keeps it fresh. Having those those conversations, having those kind of viewpoints, and 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 kind of just having fun doing podcasting. And I think when it stops being fun, that's the time to to start thinking of knocking it on the head. Yeah, I totally agree, man. That's kind of what's happened with SJP. To be honest, it didn't really stop being fun altogether, but it just felt like sometimes I was forcing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why you know. I mean, I, I love doing the waiting room with, with Benny the voiceover guy, as he was always referred to in the early days of chain wrestling. I love doing that. The, the Doctor Who pod that I'm doing with uh, Dan Griffin. I'm really enjoying, we've only done one episode so far and we're starting to rewatch old stuff already. I'm loving talking to him via Twitter and you know getting ideas for that show. And this show here is, uh, it, this is awesome. This is my Monday night. I adore it. So SJP, I really love doing that as well, but sometimes it felt difficult trying to fit it in or sometimes it felt difficult trying to, work around other things so the way i've sort of reduced that down to literally just episodes coming out as and when i think suits that show and it means i'm also still having fun doing that show if that makes sense yeah and and also with uh how kind of like um lax and not not lax i suppose uh free and easy that the 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 setup is here at radio techers there's no pressure on you to to create weekly content over and over again. If uh, if you uh, wanted to take a break or if you, uh, like you said, if you are sure uh, what is only coming back for a few uh, uh, episodes uh, uh, every every month or so, there's no pressure on you to, to create uh, something that, that you're forcing. Um, so mm. uh, it, it, it means that the episodes that you put out, you are invested in because yeah. they're yeah. episodes that you definitely want to do. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's spot on, mate. That's spot on. Uh, we will have to fly through some of these here because we're sort of looking a little bit pressed for time because we still do have to talk a bit of wrestling, believe it or not. At Connor McCabe on Twitter, he says it's a three-parter question, but I think it's pretty straightforward for us, Magsy. One, who is your favourite football club? Burnley. Two, <laughs> Burnley. When did you become a supporter? As a kid. And, and three, why do you support that club? Hometown. Fair enough. Mine is Manchester United. 
I became a fan because my mate and his older brothers were all United fans. I didn't know anything about football, so I just just said, yeah, I'm a fan of United as well. Then I kind of got into football, carried on supporting United. They all decided they were going to support somebody else, and by that point, I was like, well, you can't do that. And it kind of just stuck with me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, Gloucester City for all the same reasons as Magsy listed Burnley for. That's my home home club, so. Yeah. Well, the the thing with with a lot of football uh, clubs, you have a support a, a team that you fall in love with because you watch it on the TV, or like mm-hmm. I said, you, yeah. you're influenced by your mates, or you support your hometown club. Uh, it's a very yeah. tribalistic thing. Is is football in 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 the UK? It's it's certainly not like America where it's franchised and uh, cl- uh, clubs can move away uh, around the country depending on who, which uh, city will buy them a stadium and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a very kind of like you you uh, you stick with your team through the good and the bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter, good friend of the show. He says a serious question first. What's the best match you've covered and have you rewatched it since reviewing it on the show? Okay. Um, so we go to the ratings for that magazine though, because we'd have thought it was the best at the time. So uh, the best match that, that I've rated uh, is Flair versus Sean Mackles from WrestleMania 24. Um, yeah. I'll give it a 10. I would still give it a 10. I've watched it since. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, an outstanding match. The only 10 I have given out was Shawn Michaels Triple H, I believe, at SummerSlam 2002. Mm-hmm. The Ric Flair Shawn Michaels I gave a 9 or a 9.5, I think, Mags, didn't I? You, uh, you did. Yeah, so Triple H, Shawn Michaels, at the time, meant so much for me, seeing Shawn come back after four years out. Kind of just just pips the Flair match for me. Um, I've not watched it back since. But, yeah, that's the highest yeah, one I mean, we've given that, the show. That one was, was pretty recent, I suppose. Uh, it was yeah. only in August. Yeah, so um, which match do we wish we had covered but lost on the pole? Okay, so um, going back through the, the, the topics because we have, uh, we have uh, chucked so many uh, different matches, matches out. Um, let's have a look. Um, Austin winning King of the Ring, that's one that we missed. Uh, that mm. would have been, been cool to cover. Um, Mr. T versus... Uh, uh, Ronnie Piper from WrestleMania 2. That would have been also pretty awesome to cover. But the one that uh, I wish we would have covered at the time uh, was RVD versus Jerry Lynn from Hardcore Heaven 2000. I think that is um, yeah. that's a clinic in in what this show's about, chain wrestling. It's such a great match, and uh, hopefully I can uh, strong arm that in um, in in some shape or form into the show. We did cover a Lynn RVD match from a different event a, a, a few weeks or months later, didn't we? But not that one. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, there's a couple, I guess, and they're all going to be very, as you can imagine, WCW old school based. Um, Midnight Express versus the Southern Boys, Great American Bash 1990, I think is just an example of some of the best tag team wrestling and how it should be done. Um, maybe not for in-ring quality, but I'd love to have looked at Goldberg beating Hogan on Nitro for the belt, and then Luger mm. beating Hogan for the belt on Nitro as well. Um, Hart versus Bulldog, SummerSlam 92. I'm amazed we never actually got around to covering that. I mean, that, that's one we can definitely strong arm back into yeah. into the show somehow. Yeah, and then we've got uh, the Four Horsemen, well, two of the Four Horsemen, Flair and Arn Anderson, versus the Hollywood Blondes, Clash of the Champions 23. 
So again, mostly that sort of time frame, that sort of that sort of feel to my wrestling is what I like the best. So, uh, and Steve-O concludes, non-serious, stolen from the office. Would a boy ever be born that can swim faster than a shark? I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, evolution is a thing. Um, if it's the world, it certainly is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if the world ever gets to the point where it's it's like Waterworld, the the Kevin Costa film, we may need to evolve uh, our swimming speed. Uh, and won't the sharks evolve at the same time though? Listen, don't poke holes in my theory, sir. Yeah, okay then. No, Steve your Lloyd, theory a, is what if the world ends up like the Kevin Costner film? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I agree with you. I think sharks are built for swimming. The the streamland humans or boys especially have too many appendages that would slow down uh, the 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 rate you could swim. I suppose. Fair enough. Um, we have Chris. <laughs> what are you giggling at now? Just the thought of being caught because of the appendages. <laughs> God damn it, that shark was too fast. He hasn't got as many appendages as me. <laughs> uh, at RT Chris underscore BFC underscore on Twitter. Would you rather share a bed with a walrus or five eels? Now, I've shared a bed with some walruses back in my heavy drinking days. And um, <laughs> I suppose does that does that mean I've already made my choice? I don't know. But no, now thinking of that, would you prefer then to chant your arm at sleeping with five eels over the what you know about sleeping with a walrus? I'll be honest. Am I getting lucky with the five eels? Because I think that completely changes the scenario, doesn't it? That that changes the the complexity of this show. If that's, <laughs> if that's the case. Honestly, I think because a walrus can survive out the water, can't it? Mm-hmm. Right, so it's going to be fidgeting, taking the cover. It's going to be a pain in the backside, you know. Mm-hmm. Five eels out the water. Eventually, they're all going to fucking die. So well, you can you just have the bed yourself. Yeah, but you're sleeping then with five dead rotting eels. Yeah, but you know, when eventually you're going to get tired and have to doze off. I mean, I get your point that certainly you would have space, but their meals are also slimy as well. So they're going to get the bed sheets all wet and the mattress all manky. Um, so is a walrus not going to do that? Are you showering then, the walrus first? Like, but, Max? I was just going to say, <laughs> the walrus would actually break its side of the bed. So you would end up uh, with the mattress kind of like tipping you onto the walrus. Um, I could have done with that back in the day. I'll tell you that now. Some of those yeah. are hard to get over. So I'd go with eels, just, <laughs> just for the size, more than just anything. for the size. I'm, I'd go with eels for the slightly more morbid reason that they would die soon, and you'd have the bed to yourself. So there we that's, go. That's that's brutal. <laughs> Our good friend of the show at Handy T1TF on Twitter. He says here, "Who would we like to be the new Doctor Who? Who would we like to be the new Doctor yes. Who? Not who we Is, think." Who is Jodie like Whittaker leaving Doctor Who then? Yes, she's already filmed her scene where she leaves. She's got three specials that are running through the year, but she's already fi- filmed her end of the regeneration scene. She's, she's not doing any more. Okay, cool. Um, I think I think it's time for a black Doctor Who. I don't think uh, I think that's one of the kind of like uh, the boundaries that Doctor Who hasn't been able to to break through yet. So I'd go with Idris Elba. Yeah, that's a good shot. 
Yeah, I could see him being Doctor Who. That's fair enough. Um, we've had Black Time Lords, and that was a big thing when it happened mm-hmm. because yeah. when when he went to Gallifrey and saw lots of Time Lords there, they were all white back in the day, and then a few black ones started appearing in I suppose the late eighties, potentially mid eighties, maybe. So that was a big deal when it happened, and so on. Uh, yeah, Idris Elba is a great show, actually, Maxi. I could see that. That'd be, that'd, you'd make a great dog, too. The other one for me would be, um, oh, I keep forgetting the guy's name, Michael Sheen. Ah, yeah. He he's, was he's, in uh, Prodigal Son. Yeah, he was in The Damned United as well. Yeah, he would be a fantastic. He's got that kind of oddball kookiness that I think the doctor needs. Yeah. And yeah, he's also he would, one, of, one of the most underrated actors that, that Britain's ever produced. He's, he can turn his, his hand to absolutely any style of of, uh, of, of film or, or TV. So, yeah, that's a great shout. Yeah. We're getting a few people in the chat as well, Matt Willis <clears throat> and my good lady Sharon, saying we've already had a Black Doctor in the, uh, the, the female Black Doctor who popped up in a couple of little cameos, I suppose, in a few episodes in the last proper okay, yeah, series. Um, to me... Yeah, okay. She says that she's the doctor in the timeline and the show she's appeared as a doctor, but I'm talking as the popular, proper, regular, every single week yeah, season the, doctor. The, the, the star of the show, the yes. doctor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, right, she would make a good doctor as well, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris, Chris won. I don't know why I put a Chris. W in his name then. That was funny. At Millwall Chris. At Millwall Chris. Uh, he says, oh, this is on a DM, Magsy. Sorry, I should have told you. Brilliant. He says, questions for tonight. He's just started watching NWA Shrug WCW, starting from the first Clash of Champions. Oh, oh, you're in for so much fun. What a great era that is. Barry Windham is amazing. Um, <laughs> he says, he's currently on the Great American Bash 1988 and has just seen the Tower of Dean match. Oh, it's a bit ropey, to be fair. It has to be the worst cage gimmick match he's ever seen. Yeah. What's the worst gimmick match you've ever seen? Oh, the Punjabi prison match. It's... Yeah? You can't see what's going on in the ring yeah. because of the, the stupid bamboo-built prison. Yeah, it's it's daft. Yeah. So that. I think the reverse battle royal we had in TNA at one point was just one of the most stupid things I've ever seen in my life. Just being different for the sake of being different. Yes. And in WCW, in I think it was 95, we have the, the sort of three stages cage match at Uncensored. And it was Hogan and Savage versus everybody else on the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just absolute fucking nonsense. Yeah. But Hogan must pause. Exactly. Uh, Chris continues. <clears throat> I think more podcasts should have an echo. What is your opinion on this? <laughs> well, if you if you decide to follow your journey as a podcast, you could be the first echoing uh, NWA slash WCW podcast. So do it, sir. Do it. I know someone who would happily guest on that show. Um, <laughs> and lastly, yes. Lastly, from Chris. How different would WCW have been in 91-92 if Flair hadn't left for WWE? And who would have won the Royal Rumble in 92 if the title was still vacant and Flair had stayed in WCW? For me, the Royal Rumble in 92, it would have easily been Hogan or Sid, with Hogan then beating Sid at WrestleMania 8, I would guess. Even though he was going off to make a movie, I still think that would have worked out that way. Yeah, uh, that that makes sense. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Bulldog win it. 
Okay. Uh, him pushed into that upper echelon, but I know that then we'd have a, a the kind of like butterfly effect where we wouldn't get the the Survivor Series match. But uh, when you're losing a star as as big as Flair, that's going to affect everything going down the line anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think uh, WCW um, they 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 knew how to get the best, or NWA and WCW knew how to get the best out of Flair. So I think uh, they would have probably um, gone from strength to strength. In, able, in being able to keep him. Mm. See, when he left at this stage, I might be getting my timelines mixed up here, and if I am, I apologise to anyone listening who's going to be screaming at their podcast player or screen, but I think this is when Jim Hurd was in charge, wasn't it, 91, 92, mm-hmm. when Flair that. left. And Jim Hurd in WCW wanted Flair to cut his hair and start dressing... Was it yeah, the Spartacus gimmick? Yeah, yeah, and start dressing as Spartacus, some sort of Roman soldier and so on. I mean, it's Ric Flair. What are you doing? Yeah. But there you go. If Flair was to stay, would we have seen Flair with short hair playing a Spartacus role? I think that's a possibility, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, he he would have done what would would have worked for the company, I suppose. I mean, mm. and, uh, he he lacks his money. Um, yeah. So he, he would have probably towed the company line. But th- that was also a, a, an era where there was um, a lot of the wrestlers still had a lot of power, I suppose, in, in, in terms of the booking. So maybe it would have been shouted down uh, in those booking meetings. Mm. I mean, wow. we will never know. But, um, yeah, WCW's loss was, was certainly the, the WF and, and the fans' gain. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anya Nicole underscore 14 on Twitter, my daughter Anya. She says, favourite or funniest listener interaction? And I really wrapped my brains when this tweet came in. I can't think of just one because we've done so many and there's been so many that have been bloody brilliant. I can't pick a favourite because every interaction is, is is awesome. Just the fact yeah. that people interact is great. Yeah, the, having a, a, a favourite would be difficult because we, we've we had so many good laughs uh, because of, of uh, uh, the listeners and the viewers. But um, one of the best interactions for me was, was actually when we did the Almost Live episode when uh, we brought Dan in. Uh, oh yes, and just having having Dan involved in in the show, I thought that that was a uh, uh, it changed the episode up. Uh, it it, it uh, we had a, a great time with, with him, so I think uh, that will always kind of like hold a a dear place for me. I'll tell you what, actually, it, it, something that stands out to me, I suppose. I won't say it's my the best or my favorite or whatever, but it's one that always pops into my head. Is first of all when my mum has come into the chat just literally for five, <laughs> 10 minutes at the start of an episode just to say hi. And then you see everyone in the chat saying hello to my mum and just welcoming yeah. her along. That That's awesome. Yeah. And secondly, uh, when, when any of my kids get involved in the chat, I, I enjoy that. But when Charlie takes the time, because she'll watch the show on the switch, which has a bigger screen, but she can't type messages on that. She will take the time to open her phone, type hi, before shutting it off and going back to the switch to watch. Oh, I don't know why, cool. but just, just that little comment of hi, I'm going back to the switch. Now makes me smile. It's just, it sort of makes me chuckle, you know, oh, uh, we have cool. two more magsy, but they're both sent via DM. So you won't find them on there, but okay. Uh, one is from at bang, bang podcast. Uh, Andy, a good friend of the show, probably in the bath right now. He says, if we were having a joint stag do, which four wrestlers would you invite along? Two choices each. And I want to well, just clarify here, Mags. If we're getting two wrestler choices each, are we talking two wrestlers in their prime 
from a certain area or are we talking right now? What do you think? I think we're talking evergreen. So wrestlers who are, uh, who are in the pram um, because you wouldn't want, say, say you picked Hogan, you wouldn't want crippled old man Hogan. Wouldn't you? Okay. You'd, want, yeah. you'd want like American hero Hogan, wouldn't yes. you? So, yes, fair enough, mate, fair enough, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually steal one of your picks first of all. Uh, who I th- think you would pick anyway? I'm gonna go Barry Windham. Uh, you bastard! Was he one of your picks? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Only because I've heard of the the stories of how much that guy could put away yeah. in terms of beer. Um, so yeah, I'd have to go with Barry Windham. Um, so yeah, I'll we'll we'll take it in turns. So it will be your first pick. Well, if you're taking Wyndham away, mate, my second choice would be Flair. Okay. Just because you know it's... Yeah, see, my wife literally has put just put in the chat there. So there we go. Si is blatantly picking Ric Flair. Yeah, I'd love to have parted with Ric Flair. 87 through to 1991, Ric Flair. Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, next, uh, I think I would go with Bradshaw. Okay, uh, that surprises me. And the Bradshaw uh, as part of APA. Right. That that particular Bradshaw, because every time they were on the show, um, it, it always was, it looked like such a laugh when they had uh, the office, which is essentially just a door, yeah. uh, and playing poker and drinking beers. If, if that was anywhere near the real laugh Bradshaw, that would have been so fun to, to, to party around with him. Uh, just kicking back, knocking back beers, playing a bit of poker, uh, making people knock on the door, even though you can literally see them yeah, through the, the sides. Um, the, yeah, so it would be it would be Bradshaw. Yeah, um, Sharon's put a couple of suggestions in the chat as well. My, Sean Michaels, who's obviously one of my favourites of all time. I'm not sure if I would pick him to go on a party and night with. I think it would be a great fun for a while. But you Michael's end up losing always, your spell. Yeah, Michaels always ends up being uh, you, the stories you hear. He, he's he, I imagine he's the guy in the party who always goes a little bit too far, and you yeah. end up in a bar fight. Yeah, you know, or it'll just be unconscious because he shoved a gob full of pills down his chops. Because you don't want to go out drinking with Sean Michaels, the born again Christian, do you? You want to go out partying with nineties Sean Michaels, okay. and then you've got the worrying thing as well: is fucking mate Marty might tag along, and nobody wants that shit. And then if you if he says, "Come on, let's hit up this local bowling alley," yeah, you might end up, you might end up in a river. Yeah, um, I think I would probably, and this may be a bit of a surprise. I've got two in my head. The first option would be John Cena because everyone says to go out partying with, he is unbelievable. The amount he can drink and he just goes, stays up all night and so on. So that would be interesting to see. But I'd probably go with Chris Jericho. Because obviously he's a wrestling fan, but he's also got the same taste in music. And I can see us going to a dingy little rock club and just checking out a few bands, having a few drinks and so on. So And the stories that he'd have. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very true. Sharon in the chat there saying defo not punk because he's straight edge. Yeah, see, I'd like to sit down and have a conversation with punk, but not go out for a night with him. So Sharon's right there. Let's go and get some shots of wheatgrass, sir. No, you're on on your own there, Phil. And last, uh, but definitely 100% not least, we have Matt Willis sent to us via WhatsApp. Uh, Everyone has a bucket list. What are the three items on yours? Any three, not necessarily the top three, he says. Okay. Um, 
Do you know, I don't particularly have a, a bucket list, to be fair. I mean, I know what uh, it's, the, it's the things that you want to do before you die, but yeah, I don't really have one. Um, mm. I, I, I suppose, see the Statue of Liberty, that'll be a cool one. Um, you look like the Statue of Liberty now, though, don't you? Well, this is why I'm dressed up like this because it's, <laughs> I want to live that gimmick. Um, retire to to Turkey, that'll be another one, and mm-hmm. uh, just just be be generally happy. I think yeah, that's that that'll be one. Maybe fly to the moon. Oh, okay. See, mine, mine. I've been very lucky because mine was always growing up very music based, and it's catch certain bands and see certain certain artists perform, and I've done that. there's only one band really now from my list from say 20 years ago that are still missing from it that are possible You know, others have died and I've missed out on them, but there's only one band really that I've missed out on, so that, that, and that's Poison. So that would be on there, I guess. Um, I'd love to go to an AEW show with my wife and my youngest daughter. That would be probably up there as well, Maxie, to be fair. Yeah, good, good pick. Um, very quickly then, because we are rapidly getting through time. Matt also continues, if every Raw Rumble winner was in a Raw Rumble, who's the final four and who's winning? For that one... Matt, I will just direct you towards an episode of SJP. Me, Magsy, and Tolly did a little while back. I'll share the link on Twitter about the ultimate Raw Rumble, where we literally picked exactly that and had a whole conversation about the 30 wrestlers in it. And mm-hmm. I bloody love recording it. And to be honest, I've listened back to that show. And I know I'm a bit biased. We're fucking great on that. <laughs> we are. We are. So, so yeah, we so that essentially is our answer. Uh yeah. definitely go and check that episode out. I'll, I'll share it when we finish the live tonight. And lastly, what's your comfort food? What food cheers you up the most? And he, he says here, Matt says his has to be perfect poached eggs. Uh, he had it after the seven two thrashing of Liverpool last season, made him feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's simple, um, and Mrs. Mags will attest to it. It's sandwiches. I bloody love sandwiches. Sandwiches are the best. Okay. Okay. See, me, it's very similar. A toaster sandwich, and it's red jalapenos, cheese, and ham. That's my go-to. Well, why not just make three separate ones? One to placate Andy. Oh, no, no. uh, Millwall Chris, sorry. I think it was Millwall Chris, who wanted cheese, cheese, and just cheese. (laughs) <laughs> One to placate uh, Scottish Danny, um, which was just the ham, and then to screw Andy over, give him one just full of jalapenos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for not for not believing in toasties. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The red jalapenos <laughs> are the best. Uh, Sharon there in the chat saying, "Is it on YouTube?" No, it's not. It's audio only. So I'll, I'll have to dig the link out and share it when we get off. Now then, we have the volley coming up at eleven. So we have to very quickly... We, we've got to crank wrestling. out this, this batch. <laughs> we do. Uh, luckily, it's not actually that long, Magsy. Only 15 minutes long. But uh, yeah, shall we take a look at some wrestling, my friend? Let's do it, sir. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Winning the poll this week was me. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Good. Um, I'm glad. 
Yes, we had Motor City Machine Guns versus Generation Me, which is effectively the Young Bucks. TNA Final Resolution 2010 in a full Metal Mayhem match, which is basically a TLC contest, Maxi, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much uh, uh, what the match is. Um, in in a in a typically TNA style, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Very very kind of um, um, cruiserweight slash flippy shit style of wrestling. Um, to to be quite frank, I was uh, this was the part of uh, wrestling where I was fully checked out. Um, but I, I was aware of, of TNA. I was still kind of like subscribed to the dirt sheets and, and, and getting information off loads of pens. So I knew what was going on in the world. Uh, and this was like the era of, of fortune, I believe, uh, in, in TNA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we essentially see, um, the, the, the kind of early style of, of what, what would become the young books. Yeah, definitely. A very heelish young bucks. Lots of sneering going on, isn't there? Lots of lots of really sort of very dated, I suppose, facials. It's like if you're a bad guy, you've got to look like you know, that sort of thing going on from both the young bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um kind of like leads into the characters that they they played pretty much all the way through through their their careers where they have uh, they have always been better heels than they are faces, and it's yeah. always to do with that kind of "we are better than you" kind of snotty attitude. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, we have a, a, a mini interview beforehand when they're on their way to the ring. They're stopped by Christy Hemi, uh, and I totally forgot about Christy Hemi. She's great. I always liked her. She was mm-hmm. brilliant when she was yeah, in she WWE, was. and then and when she, yeah, when she found her role in TNA, I think, as a ring announcer and then an interviewer. I thought she was awesome. She was always also so smiley and chirpy and she was good at what she did. So that was good to see. But they make a comment about Motor City Machine Guns being um, 30-year-old video gamers, which made me <laughs> chuckle because that's kind of what the Bucks have become now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was that kind of uh, living up to the name, the Generation Me kind of uh, yeah. Gen uh, Zedders, I suppose. They, they'd be called Millennials. Um and the the way um, Max, I think it is. I mean, we're going to probably end up calling him Nick and Matt because that's the names. Yeah, but, uh, Max, <laughs> Jeremy. He, yeah, <laughs> he's um, he ends the 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 segment by saying, "Look, this is this is all about me." So you can tell they were trying to really go with the uh, the kind of like the the Gen Z attitude of me, me, me. Yeah, totally. But I mean, both of these tag teams are fantastic and they both work, I suppose, a similar style, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, for me, it really clicks. Yeah. And that's why you can, uh, they mentioned in that interview that this is a, this is a career feud. The, mm. the, uh, little did they know that, that this would still be a career feud 11 years down the line. Um, they'd still have uh, many more kind of matches up against each other. And uh, this would be one of the, their defining kind of um, uh, feuds. And it's because they, they, they work so well together. Um, Chris Saban, I think he's going to go down as one of the, the most underrated wrestlers uh, that, that, that we've seen in, in, in the West. Alex Shelley is just superb. The things yeah. that that guy can do is just absolutely amazing, and the books love him or hate them for for how they are now. They they were very much uh, quality wrestlers. I mean, Spot Monkeys, absolutely. Yes. But this kind of weight class of, of wrestling and this kind of style of wrestling was was always spot heavy anyway. 
Uh, it's just that some of the things that the book have, have done to kind of innovate uh, have been absolutely outstanding, and we kind of see the the genesis of that in in this match. Yeah, totally. And, and some of the spots you get in this match are insane as well. Mm-hmm. And you got to think, I suppose you got to think back to this being 2010. There was no AEW. There was no real other alternatives around or anything like that. So when I was watching TNA, it really felt like something different to what I was getting on WWE TV. So some of the stuff I was seeing in TNA in this era and before, um, it, it was it was very much new to me. I mean, there was one moment where one of the Mozart machine guns does a, a sort of Chris Jericho style code breaker, but he has a chair being held up by his partner into the guy's face and he just and I was like even now to this day in 2021 I've gone I've never seen that before yeah it's 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 so innovative I mean uh the the even the, the the classic things they do they add a little bit of extra kind of like flair to it uh, I think there's one point where um Nick uh, I think it's Nick Jackson does a an X Factor uh, on Alex yeah. Shelley and the, the way Alex Shelley sells it it's almost like he's been impaled like head first it's just that's uh, quite near the beginning isn't it and he, he kind mm-hmm. of prop- yeah, oh yeah it looks amazing yeah it's so good and then you get the the kind of like the way that uh, the, uh, uh, Nick, Nick leaps through the ropes he still does mm-hmm. that kind of like effect now uh, but the the setting up of the tables um, the, the the way that each team was was in sync. Uh, there's a point where I think it's um, Alex Shelley holds um, Matt Jackson in the Tree of War, and then he holds a chair uh, in his face, and we get that uh, that amazing kind of delayed drop kick that uh, that yeah. uh, Chris Sabin does. So damn good! He's, it's almost like he's he's floating for five, ten seconds in the air before he Not just unreal. rams. Yeah, what I was mean, it Mike Tanay called it. Was it hesitation drop? Kick hesitation drop, drop kick. Yeah. Yeah. Hesitation. Yeah. Oh man, um, that was so good. I mean, we are not going to do this match justice. I mean, if you're not a spot uh wrestling person, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna hate this match hmm. because it's it's ninety nine percent spots. Yeah, uh, because that's what these that's what these guys did. But if you uh if you like that kind of that technical ability that you get with setting up these spots and, and pulling them off, this is gonna blow you mad. This was this leads to um to what you see now of the books, uh, this is this is them kind of almost unrefined, if you, if you will. They've they've now got it down to a, a, a pattern. But even in this match, they were they were so crisp. There was very 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 few times you'd think, "Oops, that's a mistake," or "Always oh, botched that." This is four guys working together pretty much seamlessly. Mm. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's so good. And you mentioned there that trio woe spot with the hesitation drop kit. That stands out to me as one of the best moments of the match. We get moonsaults off the apron to the outside, off the ropes to the outside. We get even simple things like one of the Mozart machine guns, I think it's Alex Shelley, is one end of a table. And Jeremy Buck is <laughs> is the other end. And he slides a chair down the table and it Baseball hits his opponent. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And- and uh, that actually does lead to one of the probably the biggest uh, uh, misses of, of the the match. He, uh, he tries to kick the table so it hits uh, yeah. uh, Alex Shelley. And he misses it the first time, but he catches it the second time. Um, but that's yeah, okay because it adds that kind of realism to it because that could happen mm-hmm. in a fight. But some of the things that they do in in this match is just um, 
just superb. I mean, there's a there's a, a point where uh, one of the books uh, is sandwiched in the in the in the ladder, and they literally just throw his brother onto him. They do top rope uh, double stomps onto him. They uh, put chairs in chairs there so Alex Shelley can do the double stomp onto them. There's a, an amazing spot with a uh, where one of the books gets his leg trapped in in the ladder. Uh, and Alex Shelley does a, a dragon screw leg whip on it, and it and it kind of like that's through the ladder, uh, and then the ladder kind of falls on top of a of, a, of of I think it's Max at the time. But yeah, it's just some very uh, inventive spots from from these guys. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, ultimately, we we do kind of get to the finish. I suppose relatively quickly. I think we could have gone another five ten minutes with this match mm-hmm. and, and, ha- and seen even more. Yeah, and and because it's so spot ever, you kind of see those spots being set up. You know what's coming, or you you can kind of work it out. Like when you see the book set up a table, you know it's going to be one of the books that goes through the table. Uh, I think there's a yeah. point where yeah. uh, a table set up pretty early in the match, and then they they leave it, and that's like that leads into into the end of the match, knowing that they've set that up for them later on. Um, I think it's when. Um, Nick Jackson gets uh, essentially a slice bread from uh, from Alex Shelley to to basically take them out of the match. But yeah, bef- oh yeah, that's right. Before that, uh, we see them kind of play. I think it's Saban and Alex Shelley who do the majority of the work, but they they set up for the finish where uh, and a rolling story in in the, in the matches that these ladders are pretty short. Uh, that all of the four, uh, four wrestlers are, are, are a bit timid of kind of getting on that very top rung, knowing I they have no be. support. <laughs> exactly. I would be. I would. Have, I want no part of that, mate. Because the belts are pretty high up, and uh, there's even one point where Alex Shelley's on the the second to uh, top ru- uh, top rung of the ladder, and he's reaching for the titles, and he's like, "I can't get him. I can't get him. I'm not standing on the top. I'll I'll end up falling." So they come up with this plan of kind of getting three ladders. And you hear Taz on on the commentary saying, "How is that going to help? Because you've got three ladders and they're all exactly the same size." Yeah. Um, but what they do is, and they, it's a kind of a, a play on what happened at one of the the, the TLC matches. They kind of form a, a bridge almost, mm-hmm. where they can slide a table on the top and uh, create uh, a kind of a platform. Uh, which- WrestleMania seventeen one that was mm-hmm. wasn't it? That's the, the yeah. TLC from that one, yeah. Yeah, so that so the 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 guns end up setting this up a bit more shenanigans because obviously you don't want to go straight to the finish, uh, but it, it it ends up with uh with uh, Max uh, and Sabin essentially at the top of the uh, at the top of the ladders climbing onto the table uh, as a platform, but they both brought a chair with them, uh, and then the, the one of the the coolest touches for me is that Sabin goes for the towels. Um, the tiles start swaying, so it's almost like um, uh, like Indiana Jones esque almost, where the the tiles are swaying in between the wrestlers, and then every time there's a gap, uh, they're essentially dueling with these chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, it, um, um, Sabin ends up nailing uh, Max Max Book with the that's ridiculous Max yeah. Book with the the, the chair, <laughs> uh, and he again kind of like the the early spot with the sliced bread. He'd already set a table up um, at, at ringside, uh, and he magically falls through that table, and it's a, a brutal-looking spot because he, he lands through, square on his back through that table and, and just eats it, and then Chris Saban reaches up, 
uh, grabs the tail down, and and what a great moment! Uh, just I, like I said at the beginning, I think Chris Sabin is absolutely superb, and I would have loved to see what he could do in in WWE uh, at, at, at the 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 head of the the wrestling world. But yeah, it's a a great match, a really really entertaining match. Yeah, they tried the world title on him in TNA, didn't they? But he was very much mm-hmm. booked as. The underdog, the underdog who fluked yeah. the win, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I don't think it did him any favours in the long run, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just a just a brilliant match, brilliant finish. And again, like I said, I would happily have had an extra five, ten minutes of this. I think this, yeah. this should, it should have and could have gone on longer, I feel. I totally um, agree. So, Magsy, where do you uh where do you place this on the old ratings, mate? Out of ten. Where what do we think? Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't. It's not up there in terms of um, me being emotionally attached to it because, like mm-hmm. I said, I was uh, I was checked out of wrestling at this time. Um, yeah, I feel the same. But in terms of uh, a wrestling event, um, this would all be dependent on whether you're uh, you're a spot monkey and you love those kind of matches, or whether you are into like the the more classic style of wrestling. I like to dip into both, so uh, spot matches have certainly have their place. Um, so for the fact that I enjoyed it, for how kind of like innovative it was, um, and and all the all those kind of factors, um, I think um, a seven and a half is a uh, is a pretty decent score for it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same ballpark, mate. I enjoyed this more than Austin Michaels that we watched recently, and I believe I gave that a seven. So I'll, I'll probably go. I'll probably go eight actually for this one, mate. Because I, I could happily go back and watch this again now. I watched it twice for the show, so wow. I didn't do that with the Michaels match. So yeah, that's um, that. That's testament to how good it was. Then so definitely yeah. go and check this out. And uh, for for time constraints, we have kind of like. Uh, papered over a hell of a lot what goes on in this match this is this is balls to the wall 100 miles an hour wrestling uh definitely go and check this out if you are anywhere fan of the of the spot style of wrestling this is a match you need to go and check out yeah 100 100 percent. again i will share a link to that uh with the it's on it's on our twitter anyway a, a link to daily motion i think it is out there but yeah I'll, I'll share the link again on the chain wrestling twitter after the show if you want to go check it out later on or after the audio version magsy where to next week my friend okay so um i wanted to to follow the link of brothers in wrestling uh with obviously the the books being genuine brothers um and there's been quite a few kind of like family relations in wrestling. It's a very much a kind of generational um, pastime or, or kind of a, a job for people. Um, so I thought, what other brothers tag teams are out there? I initially wanted to go with the the Hardy Boys, and I was tempted okay. to go with with their first ever title win, just just to see uh, where that kind of journey started. But it actually happened on a Raw, and it was only four minutes long. Which no. ironically would have been worse because we would have had, had to spend less time talking about wrestling, and more time <laughs> talking about non-wrestling topics. But I thought I'd go with uh, the Stanners, obviously with uh, with Brom Breaker making great strides, uh, and the Stanners being one of the best tag teams to ever ever lace up a pair of boots. Yeah. Um, so I went on Cage Match and and uh, wanted to see their highest rating uh, match, and they've only ever had as a tag team. Uh, one five star match, uh, according to Shaggy Dave, obviously. And this okay. is going, this is going right in your wheelhouse as well. You will love this pick. Ooh. So we're going all the way back to 1991, 
Okay. WCW Wrestle War. Oh, okay. Yeah. War Games. And we've got Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, Sid Vicious, Flying Brian, and Sting. Oh, no, sorry, Sid Vicious is on the opposite side. So we've got Flying Brian, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, and Sting taking on Sid Vicious, Ric Flair, Larry Zabisco, and arguably the greatest wrestler in the history of the world, one Barry Windham. Beautiful Barry. <laughs> oh, mate, that is right in my wheelhouse. You're right. And that is a bloody good match as well. That's a, that's War Games how it should be done. Oh, see, I don't even want to put anything up against it now because I kind of want to go and watch that. Well, but I'm going to have to. You have to. And I'm kind of almost doing what you're doing, but it's not with the Brothers theme, but you mentioned them and it is a first title win. So I, I'm going to look at... You've got the brothers tag team, so you could link to the hardest that way. But I actually went a different way and saw that Jeff Hardy was in the main event of this TNA pay-per-view, mm-hmm. Final Resolution 2020. He was also in the main event of Armageddon 2008, where he won his first ever WWE world title. So I would like to just use that as the very kind of straightforward by my standards link and go Armageddon 2008, Jeff Hardy versus Edge and Triple H in a triple threat match. For the WWE title, Jeff Hardy's first ever world title win. Great pick. So I, I'm fairly certain I've not seen since it happened. Mm. So yeah, it could be quite interesting. To me, it could be quite well, interesting. I'm, I'm incredibly certain. I don't remember at all the 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 War Games match, even though I know that we've covered it for a, a podcast. Mm. It's the one where Sid nearly kills Brian Pillman. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, that is actually a good match as well. It is. It is. It's yeah. great. I'm glad that's uh, really. Magsy, where can everybody find you online, my friend? Yep. So firstly, thank you all for, for a, a year of amazingness. Uh, I know we, we are running desperately short time, but honestly, I want to uh, thank you all. Uh, you've been amazing. You've made this show what it is. Um, and yeah, thank you so, so much. But you can follow me down here on the Twitter at Podfather Mags, uh, where you will find plenty of links to all the content that I am involved in. You will indeed. You will indeed. We're following. We're checking out all the fantastic shows. Mr. Mags throws our way are well worth it. You can follow me at SJP words on Twitter. Uh, but most importantly, you can follow the show at chain underscore wrestling on pretty much every social media. You can imagine Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that TikTok thing of me. And I have put a couple of videos on there, Max. I have started to manage it. I'm still wow. not brilliant, but I'm getting there. The poll, as always, will be up midweek-ish after the podcast audio version on the show's Twitter at chain underscore wrestling. And I want to echo Max's sentiments. Thank you so, so much for a fantastic first year of chain wrestling. And yeah, hers to many, many more. I'm off now to go and assure Benny, the voiceover guy, this time the check will clear. Maxi, I'll speak to you next week, my friend. Yeah, bye-bye. See you later, folks. With a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. So, you're on your own. You're not really. I just wanted to make a surprise entrance for for the birthday episode uh, to give all our our lovely viewers 
uh, a look at how I've dressed for this this very show. So lovely. Three, two, one, boom! Oh, look at this! Look at that! It's birthday my girl. birthday, and I'll cry <laughs> if I want to. <laughs> Birthday girl, that says on the top, doesn't it? Birthday sash as well. Look at birthday this. Birthday sash, birthday badge, birthday banner oh. behind there. Yep. Happy you birthday like a, to me. You look like a really camp Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. 